Today on Broadway for Tuesday, December 18th, 2018, I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. It is just me today. I went and saw a production of The Mystery of Edwin Drood last night, and James was going to do the show for you, but he got sick and lost his voice. No bueno for a podcast. So you're stuck with me. Send him some good wishes and some healing powers or whatever that people do. I don't really know. Anyway, also, uh, we had some news that was embargoed for 8 a.m. on Tuesday, so figured I'd wait for that, so that's why we're coming out a little later than normal. That nugget is coming up shortly, but unfortunately, we have to start with the sad news that Galt McDermott, the Grammy-winning composer behind the iconic musical Hair, died yesterday at the age of 89, one day before his 90th birthday. Best known as the composer for the iconic rock musical Hair, McDermott also already had a Grammy Award before he wrote the American Tribal Love Rock Musical. He won a Grammy in 1960 for the song African Waltz, which was a hit in the UK for Johnny Dankworth, and then a year later for jazz saxophonist Cannonball Adderley. Of course, with James Rado and Jerome Ragney, McDermott wrote one of the most indelibly catchy and impactful scores in the history of the musical theater. McDermott also wrote the score for the 1972 Tony winner for Best Musical, Two Gentlemen of Verona, along with lyricist John Guare. However, McDermott was associated with a number of legendarily short runs on Broadway, including Dude, which he wrote with Ragney, Via Galactica, and The Human Comedy. He also wrote for other shows that didn't come to Broadway. He wrote for film and almost always did his own orchestrations. McDermott was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2009. He will be greatly missed. You saw a wide outpouring of love and support from the theater community, especially from composers. So our thoughts are with everybody who loved McDermott, either personally or professionally. In other news yesterday, Concord Music announced that they had purchased the iconic theater publisher and licensor Samuel French and had thus created Concord Theatricals. You might remember, we've talked about this before, Concord already owns Rodgers and Hammerstein Theatricals and Tams Whitmark and has a joint venture with Andrew Lloyd Webber's really useful group. So because Concord originally was a record label, they are now claiming to be, quote, the most substantial licensing house in the world and the only one providing comprehensive services to creators and producers of musical theater, including theatrical licensing, music publishing, and cast recordings. They will also develop, license, produce, and invest in new musicals as well. This is a big seismic change in the world of, of professional and amateur licensing. So it'll be interesting to see what Concord Theatrical looks like and how it impacts the landscape moving forward. Next, it's now time for that embargoed news that I mentioned at the top of the show. Next month, for one week only, Tony nominee Adam Pascal will slip into the well-tailored suits of Edward Lewis in Pretty Woman on Broadway. He will take over the role from Andy Carl from January 15th through the 20th 
while Carl is on vacation. Now, you might think that it's a bit odd to bring in someone of Pascal's stature just for one week of shows, and you would be right. However, Pretty Woman was in a bit of a unique situation before it came to Broadway. Carl took over the lead role in the show just before it came to Broadway when original leading man Steve Kazee had to bow out. And since his IRL wife or Faye is also in the show, he was able to get them to agree to let them both go on vacation at the same time. Good for them. So uh, since shows don't typically like to have two principals out uh, of the show at the same time, they decided to bring in a big name replacement, hence Pascal doing one week. Now, this isn't in the press release, and I'm just kind of drawing conclusions here, but I would be shocked if, un unless he's an utter disaster in the role, which I guess is not likely, but you know, a possibility, I suppose. But unless something like that happens, I'd have to imagine that Adam Pascal is gonna replace Carl or maybe launch the tour. He, he did both of those things, replaced and went on tour with something rotten. So I, I can't imagine he wants to learn the entire role for just eight performances, so we'll see what happens in the future. Okay, next up, let's take a look at the Broadway grosses from last week. As a whole, The Great White Way dipped a little more than $284,000 to come in at $39,865,469. However, that was in no small part to Springsteen on Broadway wrapping up its Broadway run with just four performances as opposed to the five the previous week, dropping more than $520K. However, it was a fairly volatile week in terms of receipts on the main stem. 40 shows played on Broadway last week, and 19 of those saw week-to-week -week declines, and 19 saw increases, and two didn't have performances the previous week to compare to. The biggest increase at almost 310,000 went to Hamilton, good for them, while the second was at Network, which saw an increase of over $264,000 in the week following their opening, so that kind of makes sense. Now, other than the boss, the biggest dip was at To Kill a Mockingbird, which went down 152000 in the red, but again, it opened last week, so that's to be expected. Next was the band's visit, dipping almost $123,000 to come in at $702K. The two shows that were new-ish to Broadway last week were the return of Celebrity Autobiography after a week off, which did a healthy $115,653 in its one performance, and Choir Boy for Manhattan Theatre Club, which in seven shows only did $151k. However, the word of mouth is tremendous on this, so if you haven't seen it, uh, if you weren't planning on it, you probably should try to get tickets before reviews come out, because I think they're going to be really, really good. Hamilton was, of course, the top grocer at $3,255,648, followed by The Lion King, Harry Potter, and Wicked, all above $2 million. Then Frozen, Springsteen, Dear Evan Hansen, Aladdin, Mean Girls, The Book of Mormon, The Share Show Network, Come From Away to Kill a Mockingbird, Pretty Woman, My Fair Lady, and The Illusionists, all over seven figures. Now, other than those two new-ish shows, Reuben and Clay were at the bottom of the grosses ladder at just a smidge under 163000 or 12.3% of its gross potential. Yikes. Uh, the other shows that we've been keeping our eye on, um, Waitress dropped about 67000 to come in at 593 k and Anastasia was in the red for 26000 to come in at $705,610. The Prom continued its slow but steady climb, inching uh, above $600,000 for the first time, so good for them. Hopefully that can continue. As winter breaks start for a lot of schools across the country, we'll see if these hopefully go up over the next week or two as we get into the last few weeks of 2018. 
Okay, now we've got some quick news to get through. Yesterday, the Public Theater announced the initial stars leading the world premiere of White Noise by Suzanne Laurie Parks. Under the direction of Oscar Eustace, the cast will feature Tony winner David Diggs, Sharia Irving, and Zoe Winters. The show has pushed back its run a little bit, and instead of starting on February 19th, it will now start previews on March 5th and is currently scheduled to run through April 14th. Complete casting will be announced at a later date. And finally, yesterday it was announced that a new musical called Punk Rock Girl is in development, featuring songs written and made famous by female artists and female-fronted bands, including Pat Benatar, Bikini Kill, Blondie, Echo Smith, Avril Lavigne, Pink, Tra-La-La, Yeah Yeah Yeahs, The Dead Milkmen, and more. Joe Iconis is writing the book and doing the arrangements. The show will be published by RH Theatricals, which we discussed earlier is a member of the Concord Theatricals family. Production plans will be announced shortly. If you'd like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. James and or I will be with you tomorrow. I am seeing the national tour of White Christmas tonight, so it'll probably just be one of us, but I, with James being sick, I don't know if it's going to be me or him, so just listen, and it'll be a surprise in your ear holes. So have a great Tuesday, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. 